0: Then let us pause and hold silence as we prepare to worship God. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God is alive. Let us in body or in spirit gather round the life it offers within this community. If you're able, please stand. Good morning. Welcome to worship and a special welcome to those joining us online. Friends, further guidance has been issued regarding safe gatherings from the Scottish Government and the Church of Scotland. There's not much change for us. However, we do have to go back to recording details of those attending. So from next week, we'll start recording name and phone number again. The QR codes will be available, Please download the app, I'll make sure there's one outside so you have signal, there's wifi in the church, password is hosting Turk, so get it downloaded on your phone and use the QR codes on the side of the queues for those without appropriate technology write your name and phone number on a piece of paper and we'll have a box at the back of the church, it'll save queues and the weather outside so you can just drop your name and phone number in a box and then we'll sort it out from there, so from next Sunday we'll go back to doing that the Scottish Government, with all safe gatherings, advise people if they're going to any gathering to do a lateral flow test, so please consider doing that um, before you attend any gathering. Here again, we try and maintain our spacing and the balcony. Both sides here, were obviously sitting all in, but please leave a space between you and the next household. The sanitiser in the way in and the way out. To be blunt, we do have to live and continue to engage, but we need to do so as safely as we can. A promise of justice through a resetting of life. The world waits, hanging on for Advent love. Let us worship God. Hymn 234, "'Tis winter now, the fallen snow." now light our advent candles invite the curry family to come and light our candles there's a congregational response and we then sing verse one two and three of a candle is burning One candle to remind us of the prophets, the second for John the Baptist, and the third for Mary, who gladly responded to the call of God.
1: I am the Lord's servant, said Mary, may it happen to me as you have said.
0: God, We thank you for the joyful obedience of Mary. We ask you fill us with your grace so that we too may accept your call and rejoice in your salvation. Amen. Let us pray. God of surprises, this is your creation and we rejoice in wonder and majesty at the world. We stand in humble contemplation of the stars and planets too numerous to count. We would expect the arrival of Jesus, the light, to be one who shows us the way to the epic, amazing, a celebrity event that you surprise us once again a young woman in a small backwater town no one special we might think but made surprisingly special by her role as bearer of the light we recognise our own fragility At times when faced with the dilemma of following your ways, we often find the responsibility too much to bear. We don't follow the example of Mary. Rather, we take the easy way out. O God, forgive us when we fail to see the path you desire us to take, when we lack the courage and commitment that Mary had in abundance. God of compassion you recognise that while Mary has a task of immense privilege she's not left alone not left alone to face those responsibilities and we praise and thank you for the example of steadfast Joseph and the support of Elizabeth we recognise that you too give us people to support and encourage us O God, in times of such uncertainty, let us encourage each other as we share the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Sunday Club will now go through to the halls for the final part of the rehearsal for the Nativity. The full run through this morning. It looks fantastic. So we look forward to that next week. No pressure. And the Sunday Club will come back through to join us for our new members joining. intimations. Food bank collection continues Tuesday at the West Halls, 10 till 12, 7 till 8pm. Please continue to support that if you can. This week is the last week for the selection boxes for the Star Project, so if you wish to contribute, you can hand them in during the Food Bank opening. The Instrumental Ensemble is in full flow for the next couple of weeks. If you're interested in taking part into the new year with that, then please speak to Stephanie or Peter or myself and I'll point you in the right direction. Elders who have not seen Urban for free will offering envelopes, then please see them at some point after the service. Life and work, Sandra's spoken to them. They said they were sending them out and have sent out January's, so I think we're jumping forward in time. There's no sign of December's yet, so apologies for that. The Sandra has contacted them and you may get January's before December's the, the Kirk hopefully it brings good news, the January one, but never mind. The post-day starts on Monday to Thursday, 10 to 12 and 7 to 8 p.m. at the West Halls. 30 pence a card, guaranteed delivery by the 20th of December. Better than Royal Mail. Fruitfield, Crossley and Houston. So please support that. And this year, St. Vincent's Hospice is the chosen charity for that christmas eve services there'll be a family service at 4 30 and watch night starting at 11 christmas day service at 11 o'clock there'll be no boxing day service we'll be back on the 2nd of january there's going to be some hospitality before those services we'll just have to play that the year so look out for um, facebook intimations it may be that you just get a cup of mulled wine in your way in and we don't gather through the back there will be mulled wine so don't panic about that we need to use up the wine delighted this week that we'll get new members joining who were part of our sunday club and, and bible class at points and next week we've got another five new members joining so that's fantastic after the year we've been through may we'll rejoice and celebrate in that our scripture reading today is read by douglas alexander let's listen for god's word
1: scripture reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 3, verse 17. John said to the crowds, come out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to see yourselves. We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that of these stones God can raise up children from Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has the food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptised. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Our second reading this morning comes from Luke, at chapter 3, verse 15. The people were waiting expectantly, and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptise you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. He endeth the word.
0: Thank you, Douglas, and to Peter and the choir for our introit and answer. Verses one, two, three of three hundred and nineteen of the father's love begotten. Let us pray. Spirit, open our eyes to your signs. Open our hearts to your message. May we lift our eyes and find your hope this Advent. So be it. Amen. Luke writes in verse 15, The people were filled with expectation. Expectations. We all have them. What are you? expectations Do you expect to be safe? Do you expect to have opportunities to work? Do you expect a reasonable level of health care? Do you expect your basic freedoms to be upheld? Do you expect your leaders and politicians to tell the truth and uphold the rules? Okay, the last one is maybe a bridge too far in the current climate. And my son Robbie probably doesn't want me to talk about my expectations when it comes to his exams. Expectations is a double-sided sword. It can be full of anticipation, but it can also weigh you down so much that there's no possibility in sight of it coming to fruition anyone who supports Scotland knows what I mean expectations are complicated they frequently seem beyond the possibility of being met and so the following quote might ring true one day she realised that she could never please everyone She gave up and decided to be herself. Whether other people liked it or not was not her business. Depending on what they assume, expectations can generate a sense of false optimism, even despair, because they seem too good to come true. expectations are heavy. They're frequently lodged outside of ourselves and more often than not they are beyond our control. We tend to equate expectations with hope and that becomes dangerous because we often don't acknowledge or are able to articulate in what the hope is is based. Then, of course, there are those expectations that are placed on us, like those exams I was talking about earlier. Those we cannot meet, either because they're not fair or because we resent trying to meet them. You need to be able to articulate it on your own terms because otherwise they're always set for you expectations can be dangerous they elicit hope where there's no grounds to believe in hope they cause us to strive for that which is not us but for that which is placed upon us Are set in place without acknowledging the truth of the context that makes them often impossible to achieve. But expectation has now reached a different kind of importance and urgency. We expect safety, we expect kindness, we expect grace, we expect tolerance. Indeed, we must demand tolerance. And what happens when the expectations are shattered again and again? How do we cope? I suspect the expectations to which we have grown accustomed, which we have now assumed, Perhaps even those we've taken for granted are now all up in the air. Which makes this verse from Luke stand out, speak out, shout out to us today. I also believe that's exactly what Luke had in mind when he's writing this the expectations of god have been upended right left and center expectations about god were being shattered in the presence and by the ministry of jesus expectations about what it meant to follow god were been challenged and i believe given the events of these past weeks and year Our expectations of God, our expectations about God's activity in the world, our expectation of what it is to be a disciple in the world today seem rather uncertain and unattainable. We live in a clash of worlds. perhaps that has always been and is likely always will be but how do we deal with these painful intersections of what we want and cannot seem to be how do we manoeuvre through these junctions of expectancy and reality how do we negotiate these convergences of war and the angels' proclamation of peace. Peace is not in the peace we speak of at remembrance of being without conflict rather the peace which is God's kingdom made reality here on earth today. As we examined last week John's call to live God's future today here is the existential reality this week we see through the eyes of Luke the potential and possibility of what the kingdom of God is and can be yet it seems so far away yet there is a theological promise this week that people are able to give witness to God's truth in the face of the systems that try to suppress that truth that those who believe in the world changing gospel according to Jesus are able to testify that gospel even in the face of resistance that along with many other exhortations the good news will be shared that our human expectations are not God's expectations and God's expectations unlike ours are founded on and grounded in God's met promises if we ever wondered if we really needed Advent we really need Advent now Advent names and exists in the tensions we've spoken of today. Advent claims God's expectations and God will meet them because with God all things are possible because God is tenacious and God is full of love. At the end of the passage today we read of an unquenchable fire Not for some judgment as some would have you think, but as a radical transformational love. That's the deeper meaning of repent, to transform. When a minister's friend's son was six years old, he was an utter demon. He took his incredible Hulk toy to church and ran in ahead of his mother, who was the minister. By the time his mum made it into the sanctuary he had destroyed the figurine nativity camels were in the gallery a donkey was lying on top of Joseph the angels were headless but in the midst of the mess the baby Jesus and Mary were untouched he had left the hulk standing over, guarding the manger. The boy had left the scene and was pulling leaves off the consettia plants. John the Baptist comes in like that wee boy, barging into our well-ordered lives, our overly tame and nicely packaged Christmas scenes, and he sets everything on fire. Not out of danger or judgment. But in ferocity of transformational love. John clears the way. John gives us a path for the incarnational love. But what are you attracted to? Are you too attracted to that neat, tidy christine nativity that fits nicely into a box? Or are you willing? Are you willing now to risk and take the path where John invites us? Friends, the church needs the tidy nativity scene to be trashed. The church needs risk takers. Let's follow John. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. Continue 319 verses 4 to 6. Let us pray. Loving God, Creator, Redeemer, we join together in prayer, searching for your help and your wisdom. As the world continues to struggle with war, poverty, disease and hate, we pray for all those who are fearful, all those who have no one to ask. For all those wondering what their future may hold, help them to have hope and grant us the strength to be constant companions to all those in need of your care. In this week, as people across the country prepare for the coming of Christmas against the backdrop of uncertainty with all the stresses and expectations that it brings for those with much and those with little, for those with big families and those with small. Inspire us to be more patient and more caring in this season when you sent your love into the world as we, your church, seek new ways to support and sustain people all around us to spread your mission and your message to all whom you meet. Fill us with your life-giving spirit and grant us the boldness to step forward in faith into a world so in need of your love. Oh God, as we come before you with our own problems, our own fears, our own weaknesses, all at different stages of faith and life, for ourselves we ask for your help individually and as a community be your guide and our source this day and every day all these prayers spoken and those spoken quietly in our own hearts and minds we lay before your throne of grace in Jesus name so be it. Amen. Welcome, Harry Manley and Robin Nunan and Megan Alexander. Down to front, please. Pleasure and privilege to have three of our teenagers actually approach you and ask to profess their faith and join the church community. And boys and girls, I brought you back in because all three of them at some point have been part of the Sunday club and the Bible class and today they're joining the church, which is amazing. And it's my hope and prayer that we can continue to make you part of the church family here, that you see that path and grow into membership and fellowship and can profess your faith in jesus as we join in the great journey and search together harry robbie megan welcome to this place and this special day for you and for us as you join the church we rejoice that you come to join us and we look forward to all that you bring already and watch you grow in your faith, and in the church community, wherever that may be. Harry, Robbie, Megan, your baptism makes you a member of Christ and brings you into the family of God. And you always have a home in the Christian community, here or anywhere else in the world. God's Spirit is alive in us today as we create God's family here gathering and journeying together in faith, love, worship, and life. So do you promise to join us in our growing relationship with God, whose creative and transforming love was shown in the person and life of Jesus Christ? Do you promise to join us in reading and reflecting on the Bible's story, inviting it to continually reshape your life, and to live out our prayers in the world so that God's love may be known? Do you promise to join us by fully living in the world, sharing the amazing talents, gifts, and resources that you have been given so that in loving our neighbor, we might help transform the world? And finally, do you promise to trust in grace and speak out in the spirit of Jesus And together with us follow love's journey through every act and word we give the world. Let us pray. Guide, O Lord, Harry, Robbie and Megan with your heavenly grace that they may continue to seek your ways forever. Be faithful to your quest for justice and love and walk in your ways all the days of their lives. So be it. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, King and Head of the Church, and by the authority of the Kirk Session here, I welcome and receive you to fellowship at the Lord's table. May your sharing in our life and our journey together bring blessing to you and to us all. The Lord bless you and keep you. normally have a representative of our quick session going to welcome it. In current circumstances probably one fist pump is enough, so welcome (laughs) to the congregation. You have a certificate and a Bible, so you can share in those stories and remember your day of joining joining here. I feel quite hip doing that. I used to be... a time for applause and celebration, particularly the year we've come through to it's now our, our fifth new members joining by profession of faith this year, another five next week, excluding those who are joined by um, transfer of certificate from other congregations, about ten. And God willing, at the end of the year, our role will be plus eight, despite removals from people moving away or tragically deaths in the congregation. So to finish the year with an addition of eight when you have 13 removals is a caused by celebration in our church, so let's keep that, that energy and that work and, and make, letting people feel they belong here, which is really important and something that we rightly celebrate. Following our final hymn, we'll be a word of benediction then sing the threefold amen and the sung blessing, praise God from whom all blessings flow as the Bible leaves the sanctuary. Final hymn, 501. Take this moment, time and space. A vision be your companion. May we find John's new path. May we speak into silence and trust the one who is bringing new hope to us all. And as we go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore.